I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. And I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at C.J.B. underscore R.R. on the Twitter machine. On the Twitter machine. Yes, another week of Texas Rangers baseball, a week of uh, dangerous freezing temperature here in East Texas where I'm at something that we are not used to as we talked about off air CJ we uh, we can't handle that very well and I had to go uh, almost six days without water which you don't realize how much uh, I'll tell you what sucks that I never would have realized sucked and that's melting snow to flush your toilet oh uh, yeah um, that would that would definitely be bad now over here in the, the Texas panhandle we're used to those kinds of temperatures so we had uh, one hour power outages two days and that was it uh, at least for my area so um, up here we're, we're used to going from 60 to 10 in the blink of an eye and and wind chills you know busting things down to zero or below so we're used to here I figured you guys and obviously North Texas is getting hit hard you know yep the the same issue south texas you know with the areas around texas that are not used to it but now up here we're, we're all right we're, we're built for it but i hope y'all get uh, everything back to normal over there really everywhere across texas it was hit uh, as soon as possible yeah everybody out there i hope you're all safe i hope you have found a chance to stay warm and i hope you have running water i've learned now that running water is very important um i actually did know that before but i really know it now yeah we're not going to talk about your shower situation we are definitely not going to talk about that tonight <laughs> but what we will talk about is you can find us on twitter at the ranger report together and also on facebook uh of course you can go to the ranger report.com to read articles and listen to podcasts and buy stuff from our shop uh we, i also started something called buy me a coffee which is something where you can donate to the show you don't have to sign up like you do on patreon sometimes people don't want to you know sign up for something which i don't blame them at all on that you can just click a button and donate if you want to so we would greatly appreciate that and uh, let's start tonight with our trivia question uh we're going to leave last week's open as well because we did not get a right answer last week oh really nope oh okay that so, was a good one then. All yep. right, we're testing people early. I like it. That's correct. So we're going with a super easy one tonight. What number did Michael Young wear when he was called up to the Texas Rangers? And I love this one because you almost forget about it, but I do remember. I do as well. So hopefully it won't be too easy there. So <laughs> <laughs> Not saying nothing. Not saying nothing. So Not yeah, saying nothing. <laughs> what number did Michael Young wear when he got called up to the Texas Rangers? That will be our trivia question for this week. So tweet it at us. Send it to our Facebook. Uh, you can always shoot me an email, Ben, at therangerreport.com with your answer if you want. Uh, you can call into the, the line on Anchor. They actually have a line where you can call in and just say it. Whatever you want to do. Any way you want to contact us, we would greatly enjoy it. So, CJ, guess what happened uh, this last week? Robbie Ross 
and got re-signed by the Rangers. That's true. Also, pitchers and catchers reported. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. That was a small thing that happened this last week. Yeah, tell tiny. You what, just an exciting day. I mean, you know, we, you don't get to watch anything from this far away at that, but it's just exciting to know that they're there and they're starting to work out. I thumbed through a lot of pictures and uh, yeah. of, of pictures and catchers and throwing and just imagine what it sounded like. Um, yeah, uh, it was a beautiful sight, you know, green grass, you know, sun in the sky, guys on the mound and guys behind the plate. I mean, it's it's getting closer and closer. Uh, February 28th is coming. It uh, it was so nice to see, like you said, so good to, to and like you can you can just smell it. You know what it smells like. You know mm-hmm. what it sounds like. It's something that we all can can uh, can imagine, especially sitting here in the frigid, you know, Texas right now and looking at those guys in Arizona. I'm thinking, man, I wish I was a media person who traveled with the team right now and I was in Arizona because that would be yeah. really nice. Yeah, but, absolutely. Waking up and smelling the grass like first thing in the morning, right as that sun's coming up. Ooh. Yeah, and just the sound of, you know, just watching those videos and hearing those balls hit leather, you know, just yeah. mm, what a sound. I love it. Yep, it never gets old. Never gets old. Hey, guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year And I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Arihara, the the Japanese pitcher they brought over, the ball is slightly different size, and I read that he was having a little bit of trouble adjusting. I know he'll get it's it. A it's, yeah, it's a little bigger. It's just a little different, but that was something I'd never thought about. I think that might have been part of Yu Darvish's problem, nerves and that with his first start in Seattle that went so badly. So hopefully Arihara can get that figured out before he uh, pitches his first game. Yeah, that was that was definitely one thing that they mentioned when Darvish came over, and it was an adjustment. And uh, they kind of worried about him having arm trouble with it because it is a little bit of a bigger ball. Um, so we'll see how we'll see how uh, how he adjusts. Um, but hopefully, um, he's able to adjust pretty quickly. I'm, I'm sure that uh, I mean for sure by the end of spring training he'll have it. He'll be used to it. Muscle memory and stuff will kick in and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it won't take long, but uh, it, hopefully it doesn't uh, mess with the usually his unusual array of pitches as most Japanese pitchers have. A lot of a lot of nine, ten pitches yep. that they try to throw, and that's kind of the challenge of pitching coaches when they come over here is you try to narrow it down to their four to five bests, sometimes three bests. And so that'll be the challenge for the, the Rangers pitching staff, I think, more than the size of the baseball. Yeah, and while he's not, you know, Darvish, and everyone knows that he came over, he still is good, and he threw more innings than any major league pitcher last year, which is a big plus for the Rangers getting him. Yep, because they need somebody at that in that three spot for the in the rotation to eat some innings this year, and um, he, he could be definitely be that guy. But you also hope uh, that wasn't a whole lot of wear and tear last year. 
Correct. Yeah. But you're hoping, yeah, you're hoping that he comes over here ready to go. He's older. So that's a good sign that he's probably not going to, you know, throw his elbow out or need Tommy John surgery. You would hope, you know, though like happened to the angels with, uh, with show and Otani that he pitched what one year and then had to have surgery, but hopefully yeah. that won't happen with, with, uh, with Otani. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's, he's learned a lot, like a lot of pitchers that we see in the majors when they get a little older, they get a little craftier. They're not, uh, not trying to overpower pitchers and they kind of figure out that, uh, they gotta, they gotta be more, more fin- have more finesse on the mound as far as approaching, uh, hitters. So maybe, maybe that's, that's, that's his secret as well. I guess we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out early. All right, that that'll be fun. I was reading about Joe Palumbo earlier this week, and he had mm-hmm. uh, ultra is it ulcerative colitis, the same thing that Jake Diekman had. Uh, yes, and apparently he's been living with it for years, but he had a huge flare up last year. They didn't really talk about that very much during the season, but I was reading that Palumbo got into where he was healthy health wise in a really bad place, couldn't do anything for a couple of months. Uh, says he's getting back to normal. Man, that's something that's just scary for anyone, but especially if you're in a profession like that, man, that can be a career ender. Yeah, I had no idea at all. Apparently, he's had it uh, three, four years uh, since 2016, I think is what I read about it, and uh, had no idea until last year, um, and I just knew that he had gotten sick. Really didn't have any um, any inkling on what it was until, yeah, they came out and said he had a <clears throat> the UC, and yeah, he was in the hospital, what, four or five days? Yep. And lost 20, 25 pounds or something like that. Yeah, for a major league pitcher especially who – um, or, or any uh, professional athlete period, um, having your weight where it needs to be is, is paramount, especially for pitchers when you're trying to use your entire body to throw the ball as hard as you can, as easily as you can. So obviously it's been a, it's been a trial for him, but he's, he's to this point managed it pretty well. He's pitched very well in the, in the minors. And that's why he's getting his chances here lately with the, the big league club. So, uh, they said they're going to bring him along slowly. Um, which I agree with, but uh, John Daniels recently said that he's he's a full go, but they're not going to allow him to ramp up as fast as uh, the rest of the guys normally would. Exactly. Yeah, I think, but I think it'll be a good thing if they handle him right. I mean, Jake Diekman had, I know, real struggles with it too, and the Rangers were able to work him real good. And he was a great pitcher. I was sad to see him go, and I think yeah. Palumbo can definitely work this out. And he said, you know, he said in the article that he did, and, you know, it just, he's gained that weight back. He's got his muscle back. He's throwing good. But I think it's a smart move for the Rangers to take this slowly and make sure that he comes back fully healthy. Cause when he's healthy, man, that guy can pitch so well. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, the Rangers are no stranger to it uh, with Diekman. Uh, Diekman had to have surgery. His, his was a, a, a year long deal with him yeah. having to just, you know, be being able to walk and stuff there for a while. It, it was a challenge for him uh, immediately after the surgery. So it's going to be a challenge, but um, hopefully, you know, Palumbo is able to manage his and uh, to a point where uh, it's not really a problem. And, and it actually, he said it was not a problem with his diet. It was medications he was taking. So they've altered that for him and uh, seems to be working a lot better. And, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a good idea. They're going to take him slow and let him ramp up slow and, um, you know, no need to, to rush into things, although I'm sure not pitching for in this, um, essentially a year. Uh, that's got to be hard on any competitor. But yeah. uh, so they got it. They're going to he's going to have to temp, uh, kind of uh, temper his uh, anxiousness, I guess, to get on the mound as much as the Rangers are going to have to. 
Yeah, and that'll be tough. I know, I mean, when I was younger and I was competing in things, I know all those guys, and they have way more competitive drive than I ever did, and those guys want to be on the field. You know, they'll fake not being injured to try to get out there on the field, which is never a good plan. I remember right. I remember when Derek Holland tried that for half a season yeah, and had a horrible season. Yeah. And then went yeah. up going on the DL, which it probably wouldn't have been as serious an injury if he'd have just gone on the 15-day mm-hmm. early in the season. Yeah, like like you, I mean, competed uh, competitively in athletics pretty much my whole life uh, through high school, and um, if you're injured or, or whatever, not able to play, uh, it's hard. It just kill. I'm still competitive. I mean, I'm competitive with everything. So watching, you know, getting somebody to, or having to watch your teammates and stuff compete and you have to sit there and you can't do anything about it, you know, even, even you know, the slightest thing, just cheer them on. It's hard. Um, and like you said, they're the competitive drives of the guys that make it there. Um, they don't make it there uh, for the most part on pure athletic ability alone. They get there because they want to be there and they love it and they love competing. The, the competition drives them. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for him to get out there on the mound and uh, have to try to, to to not go as, as, as much as he knows that he can. That's just going to be the challenge. But um, it can be done. It has been has been done. And, yeah, I just want to see him get that a full season, a full shot because I really – I'm like you. I think – I think he's going to be really good for the Rangers, uh, not just this year, but moving forward. All right. Speaking of that, let's move on. We talked about this a little bit last week, the catching position. You've got uh, Trevino, who is your obvious starter right now, unless he just totally bombs in the spring. And you've got Haim and Huff right behind him. Huff is probably going to start in Round Rock. Haim will start as the backup catcher most likely. But do you think the Rangers did this to put pressure on Trevino, or do you think they just wanted two really good young catchers to look at? Uh, I think it's both yeah. uh, competition breeds success. And, uh, you know, one of the guys is going to pop up uh, with is the number one guy or, you know, maybe they drive each other. Yeah. You know, it could be a win win situation there. Um, but, yeah, like some competition there, especially moving into the to the future. The Rangers want to know now what they have uh, at the catching position because these are two young guys they can have under team control for a while. Uh, so it could be a building block moving into the future. Um, Trevino is a guy they've been high on and we've all been high on you and I've talked about it uh, both on and off uh, the air that we, we really like Trevino and are happy to see that he's going to be getting a, a chance to be the, uh, the not can't say everyday starter with the catchers but the, the main catcher um, but yeah the competition with these two it's with Heim it's going to be it's going to be fun um, and uh, yeah I, I can't wait to see what happens back there and, and, and like I said you know maybe it'll be a win-win yeah, I agree. And, you know, he's just a great guy if you watch him on social mm-hmm. media and listen to his interviews. And, you know, you really root for him. But I think it's great, like you said, to have competition like that, to have guys that are in there and guys that are going to be pushing each other to play better. I think that is going to do nothing but help the Rangers. Both guys seem to be handling it really well from what I've seen so far. Neither of them is, mm-hmm. you know, they don't seem to not like each other or be angry at each other. They really seem to handle it well. So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good thing overall. And I think, like you said, they're most likely going to split time, I would guess yeah and um you know you hope that the they take it mentally um as as it is is you know they both have an opportunity and if they can both make each other better it's success for everybody not just for themselves but for everybody and uh you know individually you know if they if they continue to improve and they continue to split time well one of them is going to get an opportunity in a trade because other people or other uh, other ball clubs are going to be wanting a, an everyday catcher um so, you know, it, that'd be great, you know, if they could, if they could help each other out and uh, help each other succeed. Um, it'll be, again, be- 
best of best for everybody involved. And, um, you know, it's, I, I like rooting for the, uh, the homegrown talent and Trevino's that, but I mean, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna hurt my feelings if Heim ends up, uh, being the, being the guy moving forward, just want to win baby. Yeah, I agree with you there. And then of course, Sam Huff, I think if one mm-hmm. of those either gets hurt or is completely ineffective, I think that's when you're going to see Sam Huff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see him too. He's, he's done very well in the minors. Um, yeah, and just just a little little uh, glimpse of him we got last year in the 2020 season. You know, he didn't look awesome, but he didn't look bad either. Well, no, but he and he showed power at the plate. Yeah. That was that was that was pretty cool too. I mean, he, uh, three home runs and around what 30, 40 at bats, yeah. something like that, and hit for average too. So, um, you know, yeah, it's it's easy to kind of forget about him because he's so young with Trevino and now with a trade that brought in uh, Jonah Heim, but. I don't know. I mean, he's another guy. He could be the Mitch Moreland of the the catching group this year. If you look at the back when Moreland came about it, you know, everybody kind of overlooked him because you had uh, Justin Smoke and Chris Davis at first base. And it's like, well, you got to pick between one of those two. Well, the Rangers ended up with Mitch Moreland is the better of the three uh, for them and ended up going to the World Series with him playing first base. So you never know. And um, yeah, I like what I saw out of Huff last year. All right, looking at third base, and then we'll go back to the bullpen. I want to look at third base first. Right now, you would look, if you look at the Rangers depth chart on TexasRangers.com, they have Odor as the number one mm-hmm. on uh, third base, but that could be changed. They also have Brock Holt and Charlie Culberson, who they hired, both experienced players, both guys that are a little bit older than Odor and have played a little longer, and I think they are there for uh, I don't know if I want to say uh, if Odor doesn't doesn't perform or you know to put pressure on Odor but you know it wouldn't be out of the question that one of those guys would win that spot yeah Culberson's got experience obviously Holt has got experience Holt being in a, a former all-star uh, yep. one year with the Red Sox so um, Odor better see it as competition because they just moved him out of his uh, his comfort zone at second base and uh, he's uh, he should be feeling pressure there. And the fact that uh, they haven't just said, "Hey, you're the you're the third baseman," so um, you know, and 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 the, the past four or five years has, has just been, or I would say, two three. The past two three have really been kind of proof that they're getting frustrated, and so he's he better be feeling the pressure and feel it as competition because if not, then he shouldn't be taking the field. And I th- I feel that way with with any ball player. If you uh, if you can't take the heat of somebody taking your job, then you don't need the job. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, I think, again, it, it never hurts to have competition. And Brock Holt, especially, you got a guy on the, you know, cheap that's got a minor league contract right now that could turn out being a great player if he can return to what he was like when he played for Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that you could be, you know, low-cost, high-return type guy and could, you know, really solidify Odor being, you know, a bench player if that were to happen. Because if you look at Odor, he can play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't be bad coming off the bench if he doesn't win that spot. They're not going to be able to move him unless they pay that whole contract right. off like we talked about before. Yeah, and and what team is, is going to want to take that risk? No. Because uh, they don't uh, – the, the, the sample size is big enough now to where you know that there's just too much inconsistency and too, and too many long streaks of drought. Um, you just just – not consistent enough for anybody to trust him. I think even if the Rangers took on most of the money in the contract. So um, I, I think uh, if, if he doesn't start, uh, start off camp, well, uh, at least halfway through the season, he better halfway through the uh, spring training. I'm sorry. He, uh, he better start having multiple gloves in his, uh, in his, in his bag because he's going to be playing multiple positions. Correct. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I have no problem with that. It's, it's time. It's, it's now or never. 
Exactly right. All right. The bullpen has changed a little bit, and so has the starting rotation. I thought we'd talk about that. Uh, um, Woody said in an interview that although Jose Leclerc is probably going to play that role of closer, he doesn't want to name him the closer or anybody the closer. Mm-hmm. He wants to kind of let everyone play it out. If you go to TexasRangers.com right now, they have the bullpen listed as so. They have Leclerc, Jonathan Hernandez, Jolie Rodriguez, Brett Martin, Hyung Jong Yang, the, the new pitcher they got from uh, mm-hmm. Korea, uh, Wes Benjamin, Josh Spores, and then Jordan Lyles is no longer in the starting rotation. They have him listed as a bullpen guy now. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. We were expecting him to be one, uh, the number two guy. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, and maybe they're thinking middle relief, maybe a shorter sample size of him and, and allowing him to pitch at full full bore is what usually, you know, starters, you, when you're starting, you can't you can't throw 100% as for seven innings, it's just not possible. You no. wear yourself out. So they, they, ta- they, they uh, taper off their velocity a little bit. That way they can go longer. Well, now maybe, you, maybe they're thinking that the big six foot five, 230 pounder can get out there and, uh, and, and throw full bore for one or two innings, middle relief, um, and, and get more out of him. That, that would be interesting. And that is going to be interesting. That means that four spots are available. If you go based off of what they're showing on the depth chart. Correct. Yeah. And that that tells me, you know, that I think one of the reasons they did that and that was talked about right at the end of last season, simply mm-hmm. because he had such a bad uh, 2020. Yeah, like, it was did, horrible. He did not. He was when every time he was up, I, I thought about not watching the game because I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be a disaster. We we're going to have the bullpen early. Maybe the fact that they have now a veteran in the bullpen that if one of those young guys can't push through or can't do it, that he can come in and take their place. You know, uh, yeah, he could he could be that swing, man. Yeah. And then he could, yeah, he could be a spot starter if they needed it as well. Yeah, the swing man where he can kind of flex in and out, kind of like Feldman, Scott Feldman was for the yeah. Rangers there for a couple of years. You know, you have him in there and, and he can do some long relief or he can pitch, a, you know, an inning here or there. And then if, if you want to give, um, I believe it was 2011, <clears throat> towards the end of the season when it gets really hot in Arlington, they, for about a month, skipped a guy's spot in the rotation. Each guy got a day off or a rotation spot off and Feldman filled in. So Feldman was staying on regular rest while the regular starters, regular uh, starting rotation guys were getting a break. And that was to get them kind of re- revamped and refreshed for the playoff run. So maybe, maybe that could be a, a, the case here too. That certainly doesn't hurt. That's a valuable guy that, no, you know, in a, in a role that not a lot of people talk about. Again, yeah, I agree. And then they have Hernandez, who was awesome in the bullpen last year. Brett Martin was really good in the bullpen last year. Uh, Wes Benjamin, we saw for a little bit. He was pretty impressive. You also have Justin Anderson and DeMarcus Evans. But both those guys are recovering from uh, surgeries, and they won't be ready when the season starts. So they could work into it as well. And there's a few other guys. But, you know, I'm interested to see how the the Korean pitcher does. I'm interested to see how Jolie Rodriguez does. And uh, I'm interested to see if Jonathan Hernandez can continue to be dominant like he was last year. Yeah, Hernandez is that guy that I'm I'm really watching uh, because if you can get the if you can get that out of him, if Leclerc does slip a little, Hernandez can maybe slide in there or also bridge the gap between the seventh and ninth innings and be that solid uh, eighth inning guy. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, but I'm gonna see if he. I, I just want to see if he's still got to, kind of the, the the stuff is still there and he's still yeah. pitching as consistently as he was last year because that was a, that was very impressive. Yoli Rodriguez is uh, another guy. Um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Hyun Jung Yang. I can get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's probably going to be a left-handed specialist, uh, even though I know we got to face 
three guys now when we come out of the bullpen, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, if you if you get to a spot in a in a batting order, kind of late in the game, and you need to get a guy in there, go lefty righty lefty, you know, face lefty righty lefty. Hopefully, he can be one of those guys. I think that's what they're going to look at there first with him. Yeah, I agree. Now, if you look at the starting rotation, this is on TexasRangers.com. And of course, you guys know Sullivan retired and they got a new uh, a new writer, Kennedy Landry. She's uh, mm-hmm. she's doing a pretty good job, but she has listed as a starting five. Kyle Gibson, Dane Dunning, Mike Fult, the uh, Fulty. How do you say his name? You had it last week. <laughs> Fulton knew it. Thank you. Uh, Mike Fulton, yeah. Mike Fulton knew it's, uh, Koei Aharia and I'm sorry, I got that wrong again. Fulton Nevich. Fulton Nevich. Fulton Nevich. Thank you. He, I hope he doesn't listen to our podcast because it's embarrassing. Um, he's gonna be mad. <laughs> he's gonna be mad. He'll sorry, never come Fulty. on. Yeah, Fulton will yeah. never come on because we can't <laughs> say his name. Uh, Koei Ahara and then uh, Kobe Allard is who they have listed, and of course Kyle Cody and Taylor Hearn are also, you know, in there, just not listed as a top five. Now this is her guess on what's going to happen for opening day, but you know. I don't know about Dane Dunning second. Maybe Koei Arahara will be second or maybe, you know, Fulty will be second. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how these guys pitch that that just that or even that order is something I'm so looking forward to watching here over the next few weeks. Yeah, especially if uh, if they keep uh, Jordan Lyles in the bullpen, uh, it's going to be it's going to be real fun. You know, Kyle Gibson's going to be your number one. But uh, Arahara, I guess you me, I would based off experience wise, I would would throw him in there. Although Bolte has been an all-star before. Um, Colby Allard. Yeah. That's the, that's the guy you picked last week to make the rotation, right? Yep. Yeah. You picked him to do it, to do it. Um, I picked Cody, Kyle Cody. So, um, yeah, Allard, I'd love to see some more of, and obviously Dane Dunning, it's exciting because we haven't seen him in a Ranger uniform, Yeah, but, uh, so, and you, you want the trade to work out, especially immediately. (laughs) So it'd be nice to see Dane Dunning in there. And what did she have him at? Is it number two? Well, she had him at number two, yeah. But on the actual depth chart on their site, they have him at number five. Number five, okay. So they yeah. have, they have Arihara at number two on the depth chart, but she has him at number five or at number yeah at number two. I'm sorry, she has okay, Dunning at number you. two. Um, yeah, I could see Arihara as the number two, but in uh, Fulty number three, yeah, with his experience. Yep. I could I could also see them flip two and three in the rotation. You know, Fulty two and Arihara three if he doesn't uh, adjust very well to. Uh, the baseball, as we've already discussed, but um, Allard and Dunning, I, I, I could, ter- I certainly could see Dunning. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say that Dunning would will make it as you know health. We've already talked about the health of pitchers yeah. uh, for the Rangers of the past few years. Um, yeah, Dunning in there, and then I think it'd be a race, a three man race between Allard, Cody, and Hearn. And last week I picked Kyle Cody, so. Um, yeah, that's it's really interesting. It's you know it gets into a bigger jumble with those names, especially after uh, you know Lyles being in the bullpen. Um, and yeah, Hearn, you know, Hearn, stick with Cody. Yeah, Hearn. Hearn I, I keep Hearn's overlooking another, Hearn. But. Yeah, Hearn's another guy that you like to root for if you just if you see him at all and listen to any interviews with him. And he's one of those another one of those guys that's super easy to root for. Easy, easy, easy. And I got a a good friend that's really rooting for him. He's a uh, He's want to know more about him, and I'm trying to tell him. We, it's hard to tell right now, but um, he's definitely got the frame, six six, two thirty, and big lefty, and struggled uh, whenever he first came up. Um, but again, most starting pitchers do. Yep. Well, uh, and if you watched him and Trevino over the over the winter do their cow roping, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty interesting, and uh, <laughs> certainly not training, but. Um, <laughs> 
you know, it's it's good camaraderie, especially between pitcher and catcher. And I oh, can yeah. see uh, Hearn or uh, Trevino, whether it's uh, his turn to catch or not, being Taylor Hearn's specific catcher, as you see a lot of pitchers do. Um, yeah, like Reg Maddox and Javi Lopez back in the 90s. Um, or not Javi Lopez, I'm sorry. Uh, now that now the catcher's name is slipping me. It'll come to me. Anyway. You'll yell it out yeah, in the middle of something else. That's how, yeah, I, that's how yeah. I always do it. Yeah, it'll come to me. But uh, no, um, yeah, you just really want to see them all succeed. <laughs> yep. um, you know, Fulte's not a – he's a one-year deal veteran. He's, he's signed to the 40-man. Um, but uh, you'd like to see him do well and be maybe some – maybe a late, late, late in the season rental. Yeah. Um, but uh, right now at this point where the Rangers stand, you want to see the young guys start showing – showing up and and yeah i just would love to see um any of the young four that we've talked about allard dunning cody or Hearn, uh take the reins and and show that they can they can be a part of the future i agree and i have a feeling that next week we'll be uh we'll be talking about a completely different order to that rotation and maybe even yeah a I'm couple of different that. guys in there <laughs> don't listen to that last podcast so we what we talked about now. yeah exactly don't, don't no and then it, next yeah. week don't listen to this one because you know yeah. it'll, be, it'll be uh it'll be different again um all right uh, let's talk about non-roster invitees and who we think we could make the uh, make the team i'm looking at them there's a couple names that everyone out there will recognize names like spencer Patton, uh jimmy herget mm-hmm. who was on the team last year hans kraus is another guy that everybody knows about uh mm-hmm. matt bush you know is trying to make yeah. a come back and then of course drew anderson you know these are guys that we've all heard of before guys that and some of them have played for the rangers some of them have played for other teams so there's always one or two and right now i'm just looking at pitchers there's always one or two that sneak in at some point you know during the uh during the season yeah i don't always seems to be a bullpen guy it does um, a guy that you never would think of that just pops into the bullpen it's like oh hey um jimmy heard that's the one guy that, I'm, that pops into my mind it could be the the guy nobody talks about, and then all of a sudden he starts the season in the bullpen. Um, but, uh, well, and the Rangers also signed uh, – uh, yeah, I mentioned his name earlier. I'm just losing my mind right now. <laughs> 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 oh, it'll come to me again. Um, Tyson Ross, there we go. But Tyson Ross, yeah, yeah. Tyson Ross is not one that I can see. I, I think we've seen that one. Um, he's trying to make a go to, to – to, revive his career he didn't yeah. pitch last year yeah um and from what he, we saw with the rangers a couple of years ago is he just had he, he, he didn't have very good control he had problems getting ahead of hitters he's got great stuff but he just had, was never able to get ahead of hitters and um ended up getting getting lit up um yeah um boy there's just so many names like yeah. spencer Patton. you'd like to see work out i agree um uh, previously with the rangers yep um and and making a, a comeback there and um Hunter Wood would be another one. Correct. Yep. Cole Wynn, especially though, that's that's a name that I've been eyeing. Yeah, in the I minors agree. for I quite agree. a few years. Um, so Hans Kraus, obviously another one. Yep. And Matt Bush, yeah, he just kind of faded off. Um, yeah, that so, dude was that dude was lights out for a while. Yeah. Well, and in the playoff game in 2016, yep, against the Blue Jays, I mean, they had him. They were pitching into extras, and he he was going inning after inning after inning, yep. getting out after out after out, and then all of a sudden. Um, you know, his control just went away. So hopefully he can make a rebound. That would be another, uh, another, a great story again for Matt Bush. And of um, course, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on Jason, Jason Barr. Um, another one that I've been, been eyeing a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, especially specifically the guys I think that you mentioned that most people have heard Hans Kraus and uh, Cole Wynn, those two this really stick out to me. Then a couple of big ones at other positions. Drew Batera mm-hmm. is a, is a long term veteran, but he's catcher. I don't know what chance he has with three people in front of him. I think that was sort of a if neither guy works out, kind of a you know. Then at least we have a veteran back there, kind of like they did with uh, with Jeff Mathis last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you'd have to clear a roster spot to get him up there. Correct. So, yeah, that that his his road to get up there. John Hicks is another guy we talked about on another podcast. Yep. yep. Um, it's Jeff Mathis 2.0 is kind yeah. of what I call him. Really, really good uh, defensive instincts, but really, really not really poor at the plate. So those two guys have a uphill battle. But yeah, Drew Patera definitely uh, a name there. Um, he's thirty seven going to be 37 this year yeah. so uh then we already maybe, talked about oh yeah go ahead we already talked about the infielders culberson and brock holt and then of course also andy abanez who people have heard of mm-hmm. is another non-roster invitee and then outfielders we hadn't mentioned yet uh delino de shields yes delino's back um that's good to see he's uh he was kind of a, a guy i hated to see go to uh in the trade last yep. year uh however uh he is back and uh, he's happy to be back, but um, boy, the outfield just since that uh, the trade for Chris Davis has just gotten so so crowded, and he's a center fielder, so maybe that's a, a safety net for just in case Leody Tavares has a struggle in center field. Um, Adolis Garcia too, that's another name. Uh, Bubba Thompson, if you have been paying attention to yep. triple, you know, minor league play over the past few years his name has popped up quite a bit with the bat so uh he's the name right there i know you got delano there but uh bubba thompson's the name i'm going to be keeping an eye on yeah i agree with you on that one those are and again adolis garcia is another one that we've all mm-hmm. heard of if you've been keeping up with the minors at all so mm-hmm. but the shields really it really intrigues me the shields was one of my favorite players while he was here and yeah then, of course he went to cleveland now he's back and hopefully I just don't know where he's going to find his way into that. Like you said, there's just too many outfielders right now, especially when you add Davis and you add Willie Calhoun in the mix who aren't even starting in the outfield. You right. Know, it's just, I don't know if there's a spot for him, but just as a fan of him, I would like to see him somehow make the team. Yeah, that'd be great. And he, coming off the bench with the speed, you know, pinch running at, at times, and then he can go out and play in the outfield. And maybe they are going to work him in the corners uh, to try to get him used to those. I know he's he played a little left field as well. But uh, he doesn't really have the arm for right field. Really doesn't have the arm for center field either. He's got no. the speed. But uh, maybe left field, uh, playing left field and center coming off the bench, that'd be, that'd be nice. And like you said, it's, he's such a likable guy, easy to root for, and you'd like to see him make the club. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, you don't want to wish anyone to get injured, obviously. Or the only thing no. I can see, and that, that leads me into my next point, is will Joey Gallo be here by the end of the 2021 season? What do you think? Yeah, and we've talked about that quite a bit. It depends on uh, the season he has, yeah. trade deadline time. If he's tearing it up, and if he's if his batting average is around two forty, that means that he's having a great year because uh, he's not going to be a high average guy. He's going to be that Adam Dunn type, a home run or walk or strikeout. Uh, ball's not going to be put in play a lot. But if he's if his batting average is around two forty, look out, and that could that could attract a lot of teams looking for a power bat that can play multiple positions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's played first, he's played third, and he's played every spot in the outfield. So he's very valuable as long as he can stay healthy. 
Yep. And my thing is, I think being that his agent is Scott Boris, like we've talked about in the past, being yeah. that, that he has a very small, uh, you know, chance of re-signing here with him, although Elvis did it for a real long-term yeah. deal. It just depends on how quickly the Rangers, if they're a lot better this year than everyone expects, which I'm sorry, I'd love to say I see it, but I don't see yeah. it. Yeah, um, we're and, realistic on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, well, I just don't see it. I'd love to see it. And, you know, I was also surprised in 2010. I didn't see that coming either. So you no. never know. But I just don't see it yet. I see maybe 2023, 2024, but not 2021. Um, yeah. And with that, you know, is he does he want to wait, you know, that long in his career to be uh, to be somewhere that's that's competitive? And I don't know him and Boris will talk about that. But if the Rangers have a chance to move him and a, two years ago, I wouldn't have said this. But now I say if the <laughs> Rangers have a chance to move him, then move him. Yeah, he's in his arbitration years. I believe this is his first year in arbitration. So you have two more years of controllability. And that's also a, a value to another team if yep. he stays healthy. You have that controllability, and that's going to raise his trading price. So the Rangers could get an excellent haul for Joey Gallo at the at the trade deadline if he stays healthy and if you know he's he's producing as we've seen him do, uh, the, hitting forty home runs. If he's on that pace, uh, he could be he could bring in a really 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 good haul and a, a players young players that are ready to play now. So it could speed up that rebuilding process that the Rangers are in this year. Yep. Um, but it's, you know, it's another one of those things. And we're going to say this a whole lot this year because there's so many unknowns. It's just something we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And then another one, if he has a lights out first half of the season, if you were the Rangers, would you make a move uh, on Kyle Gibson? If you can get the right return back halfway through this season? Yes. Yes, I would. And even though I do love the Dane Dunning trade, getting him, um, the Rangers trade of now my name's and my name is I'm telling you I'm bad Lance Lynn Lance Lynn <laughs> there we go Lance Lynn uh, was very very good in resurrecting his career with the Rangers and they had quite a few years of controllability on there they had they could not find the exact right deal that they wanted for him last year which uh, would have given teams two years of control and they ended up waiting till this offseason so they could have maybe gotten more than just Dane Dunning and, and added two that trade yeah. if they were able to get rid of him with a year and a half of control left or a season and a half of control left since last season was cut off so short. But, um, I, I think you would have to, um, cause you're rebuilding. I mean, the only, the only reason you would keep him is if he's an integral part in a playoff push. Yeah. Now, again, we've said think crazier things have happened. We've seen it happen. Um, but the expectation is the Rangers are not going to be a playoff contender this year. So you got to try to continue to build and, and bring in outside assets, young assets that you can build with, build, rebuild quicker with. And if he has a lights out season, man, that'd be great for, uh, great for the Rangers. Yep. Not just, not just, uh, you know, because he's putting butts in the seats. Everybody wants to go see Kyle Gibson pitch every fifth day in Arlington, you know, he can uh, he can bring in a good haul as well. So if if Gallo, you got two guys right there, Gallo and Gibson, if they perform really well coming coming up to the trade deadline, the Rangers are going to be licking their chops as far as pulling in prospects. Correct, I agree with you, and I think that'd be the right thing to do right now. Um, mm -hmm. And moving into that, you know, I wanted to finish up tonight by talking about more trade acquisitions before the season starts. Because looking at the way that Chris Young has been running things since he's become the Rangers GM, which by the way, I would give him probably a B plus at this point on on what he's yeah. done yeah. coming into the uh, spring training. But 
if he does go get anyone else, and I'm wondering if he'll make more trades or acquisitions before the season starts, I think it's going to be more of those low-risk, high-reward type of players. I don't think you're going to see them go after a big name. No, no, no big names at this point. Um, if I, if, if the only trades I can see is if they if they get blown off, uh, get their doors blown off right off the bat with a Gallo trade or a Chris Davis, like we talked about when the the, the deal with sent Elvis Andrews to the uh, A's just a couple of weeks ago with him, they might not be, you know, he might not be in the Ranger uniform come uh, opening day. But right now, it's it, nothing's nothing's been uh, nothing's come of that. But uh, that the outfield's crowded, uh, so you could see a move of a guy going out. But I, I couldn't imagine any any guys coming in. No. And again, that Rugnetto door factor there at third base—that's going to have. Um, I think uh, that third base position is going to have a lot to say whether or not the Rangers try to make a deal there. I agree. And what I'll really be keeping my eye on on this whole thing is you're looking for a team that either have an outfielder that goes down and gets injured or a pitcher that gets Mm -hmm. injured or, like you said, an infielder, someone that, you know, all of a sudden the need opens up and they're a team that's supposed to contend. I could see the Rangers reaching out to him and saying, hey, you know, we have a plethora of outfield. I mean, I could see see Willie Calhoun getting moved. I could see, you Mm -hmm. know, anyone, pretty much no one is safe at this point on this team. I think they proved that when they traded Elvis. Yeah, that was that was the, the 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 final straw there that proved that that like, hey, we are moving forward, and uh, if we f- we feel that you can bring in a prospect or two or three or whatever as many names as we can put in this pot, uh, that's that's for the better, and that's why I think the the re-signing of Tyson Ross uh, this year, it's like, hey, why not? You know, give him an opportunity here. We got the we got the the space to do it. Um, in the minors, so if he wants to pitch in the minors, great. Um, right now, since he hadn't pitched in a year, they don't have him working out at the uh, big league camp, so he's going to be coming along slowly. Um, so, as far as you know, that that's that's where Gallo's value is so high that he can play so many positions. So, yeah, if the, if a guy gets hurt, a guy that the teams are needing to to make a playoff push or a big name guy, the Rangers can reach out on Gallo to so many teams because he can play so many positions. He can fill in a need uh, at first, third, or anywhere in the outfield. Um, Rugnetto Dor could go back to playing second base for somebody if he has a re- really good spring training. You know, something like that happens. You, you could see the Rangers make a move, but it won't be to bring in a big name, that's for sure. I agree with that. All right. Now, our podcasts usually are on either Mondays or Tuesdays. And next Monday, uh, we record them on Sunday nights. But next Monday, the Rangers will have played their first game on that Sunday, the 28th, against the Kansas City Royals. You think we'll be talking about that? I think we might have something to say about that first game. And I read this year that Fox Sports Southwest is going to televise most of the home spring training games. I think probably because we had so little baseball last year, they want to get it in. But I've read that they're going to televise, I don't know if all of them, but almost all of the home spring training games this year, which means we should have a great chance to watch a lot of these prospects this year, which will really help with this podcast, being able to actually see them instead of just read about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, um, like like I've said before, I love the team building aspect and I would love being going to be able to watch to uh, love going to love being able to watch uh, all these young guys for the most of the spring training. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's, it's just so, so exciting. And yeah, with so little baseball, it, it was smart of Fox sports Southwest to throw more games on in the spring because, yep. uh, you you lost a lot of fans again, not, not quite like the strike, you know, 94 were just a lot of fans were lost, but a lot of people lost interest in sports as a whole because there wasn't much yep. last year. So, the more you can get on the merrier, even if it's spring training and spring training is pivotal um, 
really more the preseason for baseball is way more important for the players and organizations than say basketball or football way more important because you have so many moving parts and so many guys vying for roster spots and vying for starting positions. And in the Rangers case, it's just that vying for roster spots and who are we going to take a look at first and, and all those things. And that's what makes this season so exciting. So it's great that we're going to get to see more spring training for the Texas Rangers. Yeah. And for huge nerds like us that like to watch minor league baseball, mm-hmm. you're basically getting a chance to see all these minor league guys face off against major league pitchers there at the beginning of games, get to watch them, get to see them develop. And my wife laughs at me as I sit there and take notes during these games. She thinks I'm such mm-hmm. a, she thinks I'm such a nerd, which, you know, she's not wrong, but, but I nah. just, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. People love and hate watching baseball games with just depends on who it is correct because yeah. i'll sit there and analyze every pitch and be like oh that was a good nice slider there you know or how do you how can you tell what and they get annoyed with it some people do like can you just not watch the game i'm like well yeah but it's not fun <laughs> but and then some people are like you know they want to know they want to know the intricacies of the game and and i love it um yeah i'm gonna be doing that watching hans kraus and you know <laughs> figuring out what what he's got in the repertoire yep. we, we with these guys we haven't been able to see what they have nope. unless you've been at the you've been at the stadiums and i was able to be there two years ago uh, a few times when frisco came up to amarillo to play the sod poodles um so i got to see a lot of it um but not enough so i, I want more <laughs> and we're gonna get more thankfully and speaking of more, we're going to get more. Uh, we're going to get, speaking of minor league players as well, uh, throughout this season, we will have uh, probably once a month or maybe twice a month, we will have some minor league players on. And then I don't know if you guys heard, but last year on the podcast, we had Chris Halleck from Inside the Rangers on a couple of times. He is back with Inside the Rangers again. So we are going to try to get him. Also, Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, uh, the new MLB writer, Kendry. Uh, Kennedy Landry will try to get on as well. So we are going to try to bring you guys some great coverage with people that are actually there as well as players and coaches. So looking forward to a great season. Of course, we'll speak to uh, Victor again because that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot to uh, bring you guys throughout this year. I can't, I'm just so excited that it's back, that baseball's back. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be getting a lot of, a lot of minor league reports and getting Victor on. And we're also going to be trying to get more, some, maybe some, uh, some Rangers personnel, getting on here that'd be that'd be great we are going to try to do that but uh we're this is a place right here where if you're wanting to to hear about uh, where the rangers are going as far as building the team forward right here this is going to be the place because we're going to get a lot of people on that are really in the know that are right there and, and can watch things and give us some insight into how got how players are looking and how you know some some behind the scenes type stuff and I know you guys listen just for us because we're so entertaining, but you know, oh, we are. It probably doesn't hurt if we get people mainly that, they, me, right? Well, mainly you, yeah. But <laughs> hey, my numbers, <laughs> my numbers have skyrocketed since you start, man. That's all I can say. Hey. So. <laughs> I think they're just happy to see, happy to hear two people. And you did such a great job for so long, but you had to do it by yourself. That's a lot of airtime to fill, buddy. It's a lot of airtime to fill, and I, I got to say, if you heard the raw recordings before I edited it for for what went up, people would probably would not have been listening. <laughs> oh, don't don't be so hard on yourself. It was dude. it was some good stuff right there yeah so you, well, you can tell you've been doing it for a while buddy it's been a long way too long for not getting paid for it, but that's all a different story so i love my, yeah, yeah i love my day job so i'm not going to complain about it so no this this is fun all right cj next sunday you, you, we won't be together because you live too far away but we'll both be watching that game against the royals absolutely and i look forward to talking about it that evening that's right all right man thanks have a great week all right you too all right everyone thanks for listening we'll talk to y'all next week Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.